What is up, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Picking Corners, a box lacrosse channel production. We are pumped to be back with you today, as always. Honestly, we enjoy the podcast as much as you enjoy the podcast. I shamelessly listen to the podcast probably multiple times a day when I get in my car and the guests in my car ask me why I'm listening to myself and I just smile. Well, this is Tucker LaBelle and Cammie Mack and Garrett back on Picking Corners. Today, we are joined by none other than Marshall Palace of the Albany Firewolves, giving us a great bit of his time today. Marshall, we appreciate you, man. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me here. Yeah, absolutely. Boys, Garrett, Cam, what's up? We're getting ready for our box season, but what's up? Give us the quick the quick rundown. Um, um, I'm taking – oh, Garrett, no, you go first. That's yeah. fine. That's Cinco, a to switch up. Cinco de Mayo, chilling. Games coming up today, more chilling. Games tomorrow, extra chilling. So I don't know what anyone could really be upset about. <laughs> yeah, a lot of lacrosse. I'm actually taking my engagement photos tomorrow. Um and it's supposed to be like 75 degrees, and I'm wearing two suits. And if there's anything that people have learned about me, it's that this body runs hot. So uh, I'm, I'm not looking forward to the fact that we're going to be out there like 5 o'clock, peak heat, peak heat. Like, I don't know. It's going to be fun, and we're going to, you know, we're going to have a good time with it. But, yeah, I wish it was like 50 degrees out. Bring that boy a fan. Oh, yeah, dude. I'm going to have to have like a Mr. Can we just, can just ask about where, what's the setting, man? What's the setting? Where are the engagement photos being taken? Paint us a scene. Paint us a scene for the listeners. What are we looking yeah, at? Yeah, so, you know, Chicago's expensive, right? Like, we first wanted to have our <laughs> we first wanted to have our wedding down here in Chicago, but it's just like, you know, with with just the venue, then the food, then the, then the alcohol, and, you know, the, all the extra stuff, like, it's it, it really adds up. So, you know, we're actually... We, we found a really nice venue um, out in the suburbs that that's going to be great for us. It's at a nursery, but Chicago's, you know, been home for us for the last five years, right? Like we, we love it here. We love the culture. We love the people. And, you know, as much as it, it sometimes gets a bad rep, like there's, this is an amazing place. So we wanted to do our engagement photos in the place that, you know, we first lived together, you know, got our first dog together, made a lot of memories together, like all that stuff. So we're going to, um, yeah, to tug at the heartstrings a little bit. Um, we, we wanted to, you know, represent our city. So we're going to take photos in front of the big uh, Chicago theater sign. I'm sure you guys are pretty familiar with that. It's, you know, just the big like light up kind of marquee sign there. And then uh, there's a really popular spot on North Avenue Beach. Um, that's like right in the water that the background is pretty much the skyline. So those are kind of the two spots we're, we're looking at. Um, yeah, and it's just going to be going to be pretty sweet. And then, you know, if you guys are lucky, you'll see it on a save the date in your email or in your uh, in your mailbox. So. Uh, All right, everybody, you know where he's going to be. Go ahead and uh, hop in the pictures. <laughs> photo bomb. <laughs> oh, please don't do that. I'm, I'm already stressed enough. That's I gotta good. make sure I gotta pick up the dry cleaning today from from CD one. Oh, hey, and one thing at a time, one thing at a time. <laughs> oh, that's that's exciting. I I look forward to seeing these engagements, this, these pictures. I'm very excited. Who I'm, knows? Maybe yeah, the box across channel, you know, we'll post about it if if it, you know we we have. An if, opportunity if you posted, it, if you guys posted a picture of me and the freaking northern lights, you better be posting these dang engagement pictures. <laughs> <laughs> Do people take interest in us as? co-hosts or is it just more so they like you know marshall because he plays in the nll well we'll find out today we're here to find that out so okay <laughs> before we get into uh, our segment here with marshall and marshall you can you can fill in a chime in 
if we say anything outlandish or crazy, you, you chime in and tell us for being outlandish or crazy or give us your take. But what what's what's the conversation today? I mean, like, what do we have for our intro segment that you guys find interest in? You talked about, you know, picking in the elimination round. Gentlemen, uh, are we doing it? Are we not doing it? Take the floor, please. I mean, I'll do it. I, I think Garrett would do it too. Okay. Marshall, do you, do you feel comfortable picking teams or is that like not not cool to, to do that and for the NLL? No, no, I'm done, done, done pick teams. Hell yeah, love that. Okay, all right. So let's talk about the matchups first then, right? So we've got two matchups tonight, Friday, May 5th. Um, Halifax, Toronto at 6.30 p.m. Central Time. Um, we've got Colorado, San Diego at 9 p.m. Central Time. And then tomorrow you've got uh, Rochester, Buffalo, 6 p.m. And Panther City, Calgary at 8.30 p.m. Um, so I, I feel like we should just start with Halifax, Toronto. Um, and, and I'll go ahead and just lead in. I I think, you know, the the kind of obvious pick here is Toronto, just because they've been pretty solid all year. But I I really, you know, I was talking to Marshall about this before we started the interview or the podcast here. But Halifax, uh, you know, really showed a lot of gusto in that last game against Georgia. Um, Georgia, you know, had a lot of momentum in the back half of their season, right? And then they were looking pretty solid. And the game was very close for, for most of the matchup. And then the fourth quarter, Halifax just kind of kicked it into another gear and said, hey, we're not walking out of here. Um, with anything less than a dub. So I, I think I'm going to go underdog there and pick Halifax. That's that's my pick for that game. Garrett, what do you got? Um, I don't know. I kind of like Toronto. Rosie, you better stand strong in that goal, buddy. Um, <laughs> we'll see who we got, what we got going on. So, you know, I'm rocking with the Rock. That's fair. Marshall, who do you got? <clears throat> Um, my initial thought was the rock, but then uh I just seen um this morning the they put out that Tom Strider is injured. So oh, the only play tonight. So I think that'll play a big um effect in their offense and they do got a solid defense as well. So you know it's gonna be a battle of the defense and the goaltending. Um but I'll have to go with the Halifax on that one. Let's go. I love it. All right, Tucker, are you gonna tie break us here or what? Uh in the words of uh, Theo Vaughn. You know, big podcaster out there loves to say, loves to pronounce Toronto as Toronto. I don't think, I don't think Toronto is going to do it tonight. I'm going Halifax. Oh. Hey, hear me out. Hear me out. Here's why I'm going Halifax. I'm going Halifax for a much deeper issue. I love what Halifax is doing, man. Um, like, like that bringing lacrosse in a pro level to that town and that city is is just freaking awesome. Like you talk about people buying in as a fan base. That is so damn cool to see. Like I, every time I tune into a game, I've I've been to enough NLL arenas and I've been to enough venues and stuff like that. And I'm like, cool, you know. But every single time I see a picture of Halifax, I'm just like, I want to go there so bad. Like it just looks, it looks so amazing what they've put together. Great branding, great marketing, sick logo, awesome jersey, jerseys. Love the letters coming down the jerseys. Big fan of that retro look right there. They're winning as a brand. They're winning tonight taking down the rock sorry rosie i know you're listening to this uh, I'll, send you, I'll send you a box of sports cards and in, in return for uh hating on you yeah no no halifax got halifax thunderbirds you gotta you gotta i mean i agree halifax is my choice too i i think that it's going to be a close game especially with just the atmosphere for the rock right i mean if you're talking about halifax being a, a great you know fan base and and atmosphere the rocker story franchise they they you know they travel in numbers, right? They they've always got a, a big following, especially for a playoff run here. So it'll be it'll be cool to see who shows up and and what team comes out on top. But you know, it sounds like overall Halifax, Garrett. Sorry, brother. 
Okay, in the next game, I guess I'll start it out this time since you can. In the next game tonight, Friday, May 5th, we have Colorado and San Diego. You know, we're working with the words a little bit today, gentlemen. Um, no, I listen, I'm I'm right back on the same thing. I love the branding of the SEALs. Um, I, I think it's awesome what they're doing there. San Diego is just a cool spot all around. We're going to San Diego pretty soon, but San Diego is a cool spot without us there too. So it's, you know, a dual kind of thing. But man, uh, listen, it's really hard to get in front of the mammoth. It's like, you got to understand the history of that team and how good they've been recently and how well supported they are by the, their NHL owners. Um, I, I'm, I'm picking Colorado. I'm picking the wise one here. Uh, I think it will be close in a lot of ways, but I just, Colorado is a very well-oiled machine. So I'm going Colorado around the horn. Someone else, your take, give me off the hot seat. Cool, Garrett. San I heard you take San Diego. Picking San Diego. Uh, what, what jerk. <laughs> I mean, I'm looking at San Diego's schedule. January 28th, they beat the Mammoth 13 to nine. Doesn't mean anything. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Let's see. They definitely had to play again, right? And then they, the last game of their regular season, they beat they beat the Mammoth 11 to eight. That's twice. There's so, more reason to pick the mammoth. They got that. They got that taste in their mouth right now. It's doing it So typically, yeah, I'm a like big underdog. I'm a mouth. big underdog fan usually, right? But I, San Diego has been a freight train this year. Like they have just had a ton of success, and I, I don't see the mammoth being as strong as they were when they made the run last year. Um, so I'm gonna go. It's you know, it's an opinion, Tucker. So I'm going San Diego. I'm respecting all opinions out here. I'm a, I am a respect <laughs> opinions. I'm, I, I'm excited to hear from Marshall. Marshall, who do you got? Um, I think in that matchup, it's, uh, you know, it, in the playoffs, it's a whole different story than the regular season. I think um, I think Ward, you know, he, he becomes like, you know, some kind of a machine where he, nobody's going to score. And, and um, the game I watched, I think uh, Colorado won by one. Uh, but it was a close game. And, you know, like with the San Diego offense, they – um, I don't know. Like, it's going to be a high scoring game. I know that. So I think I'll have to take, um, San Diego on it. Ah, he was, I was like this. Ooh, ooh, ooh. He has, <laughs> he was like, oh, he's on my side. Ah. Okay. All right. Got a lot of energy today, boys. Drink caffeine. Cool. No, I listen, listen, you guys take your picks because guess what? When I win over here, it's just going to make the storyline that much better. So <laughs> Yeah, that's what Tucker or that's what uh, Garrett said when you picked Toronto. Um, <laughs> all right, tomorrow we've got Rochester Buffalo. I, I I'm a little bit I'm a little bit biased toward Rochester just because you know first interview is Brad right Gillies and they they had a really hot start to the season where no one expected them to have success right they had the worst odds to win the championship out of any team in the whole league, right? Awesome story. They, you know, taped those odds up in the locker room, and every day that they went to practice, every game they had, they used that as motivation. They've, they've really struggled in the back half of the season. So, I, I mean, with a powerhouse like Buffalo, they might have to go with the Bandits there. Uh, I mean, they're just looking pretty solid all around. So, I don't know. Garrett, what do you got for, for – Nope, Buffalo. Companies in Buffalo, got to go with it. Technically, they're the folks who pay me and provide my insurance. So, <laughs> Marshall, um, 
I'll, I'll have to end up taking Buffalo as well. Yeah, it doesn't seem like there's going to be a whole lot of what, Tucker. Are you going to pick Rochester? Or what? No, I'm not going to pick Rochester. I'm I'm picking Buffalo because um, really just well-rounded team. I mean, if you just look at their stat line, and you know both teams have played 18 games. One has 10 wins, one has 14 wins. But the biggest thing that speaks to me is their their goals allowed. Um, Buffalo only has 191 goals allowed. Rochester has 214. That's that's a pretty big deficit in the same amount of games being played. Um, so I'm sticking with Buffalo. That and man, you know those Buffalo fans are going to go crazy because they are crazy, and that's how crazy works. Um, they're going to turn up. They're going to have a great time. They're going to be Bandits fans. Um, and I. I actually, the longer and more invested I get into the NLL, like when I was just playing box before, I just, I love playing box. I didn't really follow too much in the NLL. Actually, I think I followed more MSL. Um, but like now I, I really like Buffalo, man. I, you know, not cause Garrett, like honestly, Garrett, Garrett detracts value. I'm like, I'm, I'm considering not being a Buffalo fan because of Garrett. Right. But no, I, I really do think they have something awesome. And Buffalo is a cool town. It's not that far from where I grew up. So I'm I'm taking that. Come on, no, but I, was saying, I was growing up where I was growing up. I didn't realize how close Buffalo was. So I'm looking at this in retrospect, just pointing that out. Okay. Unbelievable. You, you want to start us off with the last game, uh, Panther City, I'll Calgary? Start, I'll start you off in the last game. Absolutely. Panther City and Calgary. This is if I didn't just hear it from Cam here. Uh, Saturday, May 6th, that's tomorrow, 8.30 p.m. Central Time. That's perfect. I'll be awake, probably going to be yelling at people, telling them to watch this game. Um, shoot, man, I don't know. I I hate to say it in the way I'm going to say it, but I just – I don't feel like – I don't feel like Calgary's been just as relevant as a team this year as I thought they would be. Um, I mean, they've had, they have a good record. I mean, if, again, this is – Five losses. That's not a lot. No, it's not a lot, but I feel like some of those were key. I mean, the, the biggest thing, though, again, is if Panther City wants to win this game, Panther City's got to show a whole different side of Panther City. Like, there's, they need to expect to go in there and fight tooth and nail. Um, their stat lines are similar. I mean, again, in 18 games, it's 167 to 193 goals allowed. Um, you know, your, your games, the interesting thing is their, their goals per game on average are 11 to 12. So they're very similar in, in scoring in that sense, but I mean, I love Panther city. I think it's a cool franchise here. I go again, saying I like all the new franchises. Great. Awesome. But, um, I, I I'm taking rough next man. I'm taking experience. I'm taking, um, longevity as a, a program and a team and, um, more consistency on the season. More consistency on the season. You're so you're taking rough. You, you're saying you're taking roughnecks. I'm taking roughnecks. Garrett's also muted, talking over here. Shut up. Okay, relax. <laughs> that was a test, and you passed. No, <laughs> I, I, uh, I, I'm, I kind of agree with that. They've been around for a little bit longer. I feel like they're, um, they know what it takes a little bit more. Um, so let's see what they got. Um, not to. You know, discount anything that Panther City has done or anything like that, but you know we'll see how it turns out. This one's more of a toss up in my opinion, but I think Calgary is going to pull pull away with it. Well, I'm going to disagree with you. I'm picking Panther City. Okay, uh, because it, earlier in the season they played 
5-12. Okay, Calgary absolutely handled that game, wasn't in question. Last game of the season, 13-12. How, how are you about to go against the Courier brothers like that? I like I as for as much as I wish Panther City was more relevant in in terms of the fan base and and had some more support out there. I'm I'm going to give them support because I think that they have had a solid you know kind of last few games here and, and they're looking a little bit tighter they're looking a little cleaner and I really think that if they can get past Calgary in this first game that they could be one of those teams that makes some noise disrupt some things so. I don't know. Maybe I'm alone here, but Marshall, can you help me out, or are you going going Roughnecks? <laughs> um, I think I'll uh, have to go Roughnecks as well. Um, yeah. just because, uh, like, like, like uh, Tucker said, it uh, comes down to experience, and um, Calgary's got like a veteran team. They're you know they they've been to playoffs. Panther City, I believe, this is their first time going to playoffs, and they have a young team as well. So. Um, I think in a couple of years they'll, or maybe even next year they'll have a good run at it. But for right now, I think uh, Calgary is the the choice for me. All right. Well, all three of us have one game where we're the the outlier here, so I'm curious to see how the how it falls down. We'll definitely have to keep track of it and, and report back. But uh, I'm just excited. I mean, I last year when the playoffs were happening, that was like the first time that I really tuned into NLL. So I was like starting to get in a box, really starting to fall in love with the sport, but it was already the end of the season. Now that I've been able to like watch these teams progress through a full season, I, you know, couldn't be more amped for a playoff run here. So, uh, and I'm glad that they decided to split it. I I can't remember. I'm sure they probably did it last year, but I'm, I'm glad that whereas the, the regular season you have like five games all at six o'clock and you have to like pick one game or, or bounce back and forth. I like that these are staggered so that I can watch every single game and actually pay attention to what's going on. So uh, really looking forward to that. Um, we we definitely spent a lot of time on that segment. So if you guys are good, I, I'd be cool with just jumping right over to Marshall's interview. And, and oh, I'm ready. I'm ready to jump right over. I'm I'm jumping right over without you guys. With or without you, we're jumping right over. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Tucker is way uh, on energy today. I just I, said- I, I had a great recruiting trip last night. I drove back. Jamming to some tunes, you know. I'm drinking coffee this You're morning. You're doing what? What were you doing? Jamming to some tunes. No, no, no. What the hands? The hand signs. Okay. It's yeah. like the biggest, <laughs> the biggest not steering not wheel well, ever. Tucker's yeah, got just this huge tractor wheel. <laughs> um. Anyway, no, man. I, I listen. I, I am paid as a job to be involved in the sport of lacrosse. Why would I not be happy? Hey, what more can you ask for? You know. But yeah, man. If you what more can we ask for? We got the man himself here, Marshall Paulus. It's in the building. Marshall, the crop top crusader Paulus. I gotta I gotta let me just let me just take the can off real quick. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you, I'm gonna ask a very loaded question here, Marshall. Very, very loaded question. And this is this is often talked about. You know, a lot of people bring this up. A lot of people refer to uh, you know, uh, junior lacrosse and uh, what is the OGLL as being the, the peak level of box lacrosse you know, the highest skill level consolidated into one space. What do you think? Juniors or NLL, what makes which one better, more competitive, more difficult as a player to jump into? You can pick a side, you can go between, but give the people the description between the two, I guess. Um, Like as a, uh, like a first year player coming in, or do you mean like as league itself? 
Let's go. Let's go first year player and like just speed of play and everything like that. Yeah, yeah. So like as a first year player for our junior coming in from midget, so you know like you're playing against men that are um, more built, I guess, than you. You're you know 16, 17 or whatever, like 16. Um, so the game, the the like the game speed, you know, the size difference um, plays a big factor in it. Um, but you know they only go to the like the age only goes to twenty one. So I think coming in that NLL is a lot more um, difficult because you're playing against men and uh, you know people that actually work out every day and have day jobs where you know that make like allows them to be physical as well. So they are you know you're playing against men, so it's a, a lot more aggressive and a lot more um, uh, faster game than the junior. You know what? That's the most honest actual description I've ever gotten from somebody. Because everyone's just like, oh, they're crazy, man. That one's crazy. <laughs> that one. Ha-ha. And there's never actually any description. So there we go. A little bit of education to start the show out. Okay. I just wanted to pitch that one to start. You two fine gentlemen, ask questions. Go. Yeah. I mean, for me, and I know we, you know, we've we've discussed this. We've kind of set the expectation that we want to use this episode as a very educational opportunity for our listeners and for people out there that are new to the sport of box lacrosse and just lacrosse in general, right? The game, you know, where Marshall's from is, is a very important and probably the most important piece of what the foundation of lacrosse is built on. Right. So what I, where I'd like to start Marshall is, you know, in terms of your culture and like what it means to you, how does it feel to really, just experience, you know, moving through your whole lacrosse experience and then having that, that kind of support to fall back on where you have, you know, you're, you're from six nations. You really get to see what it means to your people. You know, what does that look like? Yeah. Like, um, you know, I, I believe that the community is probably like the best supporters. Um, they're really happy of all the guys that make it to the NLL from six nations um so yeah we got a lot of a lot of support back home um as far as you know in the game of lacrosse uh, having the background that i do um i do think it's uh you know a big accomplishment for myself that i'm able to play the game that i love at the highest level of lacrosse or the highest level and you know able to you know not just stop after junior and and go high as i can and i think that's um you know it's it's special to me Absolutely. Um, you know, we, we definitely don't have to talk about it specifically, you know, with uh, some of the, the things that have been brought to light recently, right? There's been some posts on on social media about how, hey, racism and, and you know, just bigotry and ignorance are still a huge part of the lacrosse community. And that's something that is really disappointing, but it's just the world that we live in and, and there's no excuse for it. But there's got to be, you know, some sort of relationship or plan in place where we can partner to to try to minimize that as much as possible. I mean, is that something, you know, that you or or that your family or, or people that, you know, still experience on a regular basis? Do you think it's getting better? And, and, you know, how can we help you try to eliminate those things going forward, those obstacles that are in place? Yeah, um, I haven't I have, um, you know had a race, racist encounter a couple of times, actually. Um, and it's sad. It started as little as when I was in like Peewee. Um, it was the first time I heard a, you know, like a racial slur towards me. And I, I didn't know what it was at first until I told my mom after the, afterwards. And she was like, Oh, like who said that? And I was like, I don't know, a guy on the other team. <laughs> and then, um, like the last time I went or experienced it was in uh, junior. 
And um, I uh, actually did the um, a guy from the newspaper um, reached out to me and asked like if I had ever experienced racism in the game of lacrosse. So I told them and um, like you know shared my story and the the team it happened on the head coach actually ended up getting in contact with me after the the news article went out and he apologized and you know um, asked what kind of like what player said it to me and I, I I couldn't remember at that time but. I think it was really, um, it was really special that he actually reached out and, you know, apologized and was trying to address the matter at that time. And, um, you know, like, uh, so I, I think we're getting somewhere with, um, all this stuff being brought to light. And also I, I, I don't believe, I mean, I, I really believe that, you know, racism, um, is starting to, you know, we're starting to turn away from it now, nowadays because of all the stuff that's going on in the world and all the, you know, social media stuff. So, I think we're going somewhere um, better, but um, it still happens. And, and, you know, that's just the reality of it. You know, I don't think, well, there's ever going to be a time where you know, there's not going to be someone, you know, thinking different, differently of you in the game. So um, it's uh, sad, but that's the reality is that I think um, we're getting better at it, but it'll just never go away. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like, you know, it, it's good to hear from your perspective that you feel like things are moving in the right direction, but it it sounds like, you know, there's still a lot of work to be done and that, you know, that kind of core piece to it is just awareness, right? Making sure that everybody understands what is and isn't acceptable and, and how we can continue to support and just respect everyone that loves the same game, right? That we're mm-hmm. all coming together to to play something that has a ton of meaning and that, just like Tucker said earlier, not a lot of people understand or have any inclination about where lacrosse is from and the history of it and and how important it is. But if we can continue to educate people on it, maybe we can get to a point where, you know, these things aren't as uh, a, a big piece of the community and things like that. So, yeah, yeah that's, that's, I mean, Tucker, I'm, I'm curious if you have any follow-up to that or. I just, I don't know. I mean, I think after becoming a coach at a young age here and, stepping into kind of more of a mentor role and seeing how these things kind of unfold from an outside perspective, not a player perspective. I started to really think about stuff more. Um, and like, again, I've, I've been really blessed to have the friends I have and like Delaney, you know, who I talk about a lot Delaney. I can ask him any question I want about, you know, native life. And, and I, I do a lot. Like I asked him not too long ago, what's a longhouse? you know, what's the, what's the primary function, what's the purpose. And I, I now that I know beautiful, like I really know so much more because of it, but I think if I didn't have all that knowledge, I wouldn't have the appreciation, the perspective, the understanding. And so I think, I think my thought process always goes back to the hatred and racism in the game is fueled by lack of understanding and lack of education and, and not knowing. So the more people that know and the more people that are educated and the more people that are, are given platforms to talk about this, um, it, it gets so much better. And I think it's also, I think it's why do you play the game? You know, what are your intentions? Are you playing it just because it's another sport? Are you playing it because it it brings you joy and happiness and love and brings you community? And for me, it's like I I started playing when I was 10 or 11 years old, and I didn't start playing because I saw anybody like me playing. I started playing because I saw the native game, and I looked at it, and I found it so beautiful and incredible, and I, I, I saw people different than me playing something so incredible and wanted to get involved. Whereas in lacrosse, so many kids get involved because they look at a kid like them and they're like, oh, cool, more people just like me. I can get I can get involved with people just like me. But the beauty in the game comes from our differences. 
the beauty in the game comes from what brings us together outside of our appearances. So that's my, my take on it. I don't know, man. I, I love it. Like I, I really do. And any opportunity to learn more um, about, you know, Marshall, your, your culture and your bringing and your, your everything that you value. I, I more people need to learn about it. More people need mm-hmm. to learn it because it applies to not just lacrosse history. It applies to history in general and, and, um, you know, ecology and, and land knowledge and everything. I mean, everything yeah. is rooted in such great value. So that's, there's my 30 second take that lasted a minute. <laughs> yes, longer than a minute. Uh, so let's go from, you know, some of the more kind of like tougher topics and more intense conversation to let's, you know, let's make it positive, right? <laughs> to you, Marshall, growing up, you know, lacrosse is obviously a big part of your life. I mean, what does it look like to, for someone who has no idea what your experience is like, what does it look like to be a part of that, you know, where it's a big part of your family, like you kind of told me in your your kind of intro call that we had. Um, any background you can give give our listeners there, I think would be really cool. Yeah, yeah. So like, uh, you know, like I told you, um, on Six Nations Reserve, it's, um, it's more of a family thing. Um, you know, I think pretty much everybody um, in the summer plays lacrosse, you know, even boys and girls lacrosse. Um, so, you know, we, we have a lot of um, NLL players that come out of uh, Six Nations as well. So you can just imagine their families and, you know, how big they are. So like I, I was telling you, when we have family dinners, um, you know, we go, we come together, we eat. And then after we get done eating, all of us, we go outside and play a game of lacrosse. So it's just like a backyard game, um, having fun. But it's not just the older guys. It's um, also like the younger kids as well. So um, like I mentioned, I uh, started playing when I was four years old in the actual league. But before then, I, I had this stick in my hands ever since I was probably like three, you know, able to able to walk. And I remember my little brother, he was... Um, he was in his walker still. He couldn't even he couldn't even walk properly, and we we put the lacrosse stick on his little uh, his little tray in front of him, and he carried around with him while he's learning how to walk. So <laughs> I guess he he technically technically started when he was about like uh, one or two. So <laughs> um, like I said, it's just like a big thing in um, Six Nations Reserve. So um, you know, like uh, we don't really have we have different sports like soccer, basketball, baseball throughout the summer, but the main one that everybody usually plays is lacrosse. So um, I guess that's where it starts is when we're, we're really young and it starts with your, I guess your family. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, it sounds like it's almost like a rite of passage kind of, you know, like a very big sense of pride um, to be able to share that with your family. So, I mean, that's, that's awesome. And I think it's a really relatable, you know, it's, there's plenty of things that families can come together over and, and yours is lacrosse. And that's amazing, especially because of, the history and everything behind it. Um, but you know, it's, it, it's just, a, it's great to see all of that support and to be able to have that kind of supportive ecosystem around you. Um, it, it's cool to hear about. So Garrett, what do you got, man? I know you got some questions for Marshall here. Of course I do. All right. <laughs> so given, you know, your, your first season, you're with the rush second season, you're with Albany. Um, what went through your mind when you got that, alert or that notification hey hey you've been traded um you know granted you know now you guys set flying all the time you can, like i said you can take a bus you know to go where you need to go but what was that like when it's like all right hey uh first team first year now you're you're, you're traded mm-hmm. yeah so i was uh you know i kind of 
I had some kind of a feeling it was coming. Um, I remember telling my girlfriend way back in like the start of the season. Um, I remember playing in San Diego with the with the Russian. I looked up at the like at the arena. I was looking around and I was like thinking like, oh, it sucks. I won't play here for a while because uh, like I had a feeling I was gonna get traded back east somewhere. And I don't know why I had that thought in my head, but then uh, so as the season went on, and I was uh, I started out doing good with the rush this season, and then you know it just kind of went downhill after that, and then I kind of thought, okay, well something's gonna happen. It's closer to the trade deadline. Um, at the time, uh, the rush was we weren't doing too good, so um, I figured they had to make some kind of move, and I just kind of had it in the back of my head like, okay, something might happen. I just gotta accept it. And then so I got a call from my GM. And um, as soon as I saw, I saw his name come up, I was like, okay, I'm going somewhere. Um, so I just, you know, took the call and he told me he's trading me to Albany. So I was like, okay, yeah, that's totally fine. Um, I was excited for the opportunity. And um, I would say it was a blessing in disguise. It was, um, I took the positives out of it. And, you know, there was a lot of, I had a lot of, a lot of close friends on the rush. Um, so I had to, you know, go and make new friends again. But I, I, I knew a few of the guys on uh, Albany already, so it, it wasn't too hard. And, you know, all the guys were all welcoming and stuff like that. So um, they, you know, I think I, I like it a lot better. And um, Albany, I just play a bigger role and I'm able to play the way I always wanted to play and the way that I'm comfortable playing. So it was, uh, um, it was uh, a, I guess, a good move for me personally. That's awesome. Now, when you say the way you're most comfortable playing, what is that? Like, what do you, what do you think your role is and your style is when you step foot on that floor? Um, I think uh, just to be a lacrosse player. Um, at times, I, I believe we get, um, and it's just with any team, they have a system, which I think is a really, really good thing to have. Um, or else it's just going to be, you know, people are just going to be running around on the floor, have no no structure at all. So we need a system in place to play off of, but also we also have to keep in mind that we got to keep playing across, you know, if the play doesn't work, not just to stop and shoot the ball. It's, you know, after the play doesn't work, you just keep playing and try and get open. You go back to playing the cross. And so my role um, is to, when I was with the rush, it was, you know, to get people open, you know, create space and all that. Um, but the way I'm most comfortable playing is playing loose, having the ball on my stick, but it also, setting picks and uh, like just this being an all-around team guy um which i believe if you have five guys like that on the floor um we're gonna have success five guys on the floor trying to get each other open doesn't matter who scores doesn't matter you know as long as the ball goes in that's all and um that's the way i play and that's the way um i like to play the game awesome that's a good really, it's an interesting intro, intro interesting perspective i'll say Liking to play that game led Marshall to 151 points in the 2019 junior season with the Six Nations Rebels. So, you know, I think it's working out for you. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you saw recently, but my boy was just on SportsCenter Top 10. Yeah, how'd that feel? Uh, it was good. Um, I was surprised. <laughs> I didn't think it was uh, too, like, too fancy of a goal or anything. So, but uh, yeah, I think it was pretty cool. Yeah, no, you told me that. No uh, you you remember seeing your your brother right be on the Sports Center top ten when you were a kid, so it was kind of like a, a cool full circle experience for you, right? Yeah, hundred uh, percent. I thought it was the, like the coolest thing ever when he was on Sports Center. I was like, oh geez, like I wanna I wanna, I wanna do that sometime. So <laughs> you know, um, I guess whatever you put out in the universe comes uh, true. So <laughs> absolutely, yeah, manifest it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I I think this has been an amazing conversation with you, Marshall. I, I want to give you the chance to kind of just 
shout out, you know, any programs that you're working with. I know that you, you told me that you work for the rising stars, right? You go to elementary schools in Hamilton and teach kids, not only how to play lacrosse, but also the important history behind it. Um, so it sounds like you're doing some really great things to give back to the community. Um, if there's anything, you know, else you, you want to give a platform for, or just that you think people should know about you in general, the floor is yours. Okay. Um, well, like, like, yeah, you were saying about this, uh, you know, episode, I guess you want to educate people. So, um, I, I would like to educate, um, on where the game came from and, um, that I believe there's uh, three different kinds of games. So, you know, the first game we got was our people were going to war with each other and um, our creator, you know, that made him sad because we were going to war within each other. And, you know, um, we're not we're not meant to be going to war with each other. You know, we're supposed to be peaceful. So he sent us the message of the the game. And, you know, that's what we did. We, we buried our weapons and we played the game of the crowd. Well, back then it was called the creator's game. And so it was a peaceful way to settle our differences. Um, and only the men played at that time. And uh, the reason being is because uh, we hold our women really, really high in respect. Um, you know, they're, they're the mothers and without them, we wouldn't be here. So um, that, that's the reason why they didn't play. Um, and then as time went on, uh, it became a medicine for our people. Uh, it was a ceremonial um, game. And um, so that's like the second kind of game of cross, I guess. And then um, finally was the modified version, which we see on TV, the NLL, you know, senior, everything that we else, everything else that we play. So we got, you know, the, the creators game, the medicine game and lacrosse. And I, I feel like um, people kind of mix those up once in a while. They say like, Oh, I'm, I'm playing the medicine game, which, uh, you know, nobody really plays the medicine game and, uh, you know like somebody needs it if they're sick or if they're like physically ill and stuff like that so um that's the that's what we refer to as the as the medicine game so um i do believe the game of lacrosse can help people um just as well as like anything else like fishing you know like you need something to, like kind of like a, an escape so some people play the game to play with their friends you know and you feel better you feel good when you're when you're around them um but it, it's not the original medicine game so i just wanted to you know kind of educate and point out that, that there's like three different kinds of games of um where it came from yeah that's that's so cool i mean that not to be cliche but it gives me chills just hearing it because like it, it's i was one of those people that grew up playing the sport of lacrosse that knew nothing about it right and i ha i am totally okay admitting to that because now i'm taking the steps to, to really understand the importance behind it. Right. And I just think if we can get more people to think that way and, and not necessarily think the exact same way that, that we do, but just, you know, show some respect, right. And just realize that it's more than just a game. And yeah, and yeah it's, it's cool. So uh, Marshall, we, we really appreciate you coming on and this has been an, an amazing conversation. Uh, we hope that we can grab you on again soon and I'll appreciate your picks too. That was, that was awesome. But, uh, We'll give you some time back here today. Hope you have a great weekend and, and really appreciate your time. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Of course. Thank you much.